So hello, hello, hello. You heard the beat, so you know what time it is. It's time for Friendly Fire. I am your girl, Jamise. And I am your boy, Khalif. I, did you forget your name? <laughs> I know just... I know. it's been a while. You well, know? I mean, why can't you just start out normal? Like It was normal. That was not normal. How was it not normal? No, it usually go like this. Dun, 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 dun. And then you come in, oh, hello, hello, everyone. I am your girl, Jamise, and I'm your boy, Khalif. And then that's what it usually have you. I don't know what you were I, I wanted to lead with the with the name of the show before I forgot to, you know, to say it, you know. Okay. No, yeah. I'm with you. I'm not making fun that's of you. I'm just saying. That's the most important part. And it's 2021. 2021. We survived. We survived the first year, the first pandemic year. We are now in pandemic year number two. yeah so um and everybody everybody and their mama has a podcast so if you guys are listening to us you found us so appreciate our fans as usual we know that you have a lot of things you're listening to and we so appreciate you taking the time to spend some time with uh your two favorite texans i hope and also (laughs) please and just in case you you're supporting us as we're supporting you and we love you so keep showing us love by leaving us rating on whatever podcasting service. Thank you that you're <laughs> listening to. And also, you know, share us with your friends on whatever social media platform you're, you're doing it on. Please just remember to like and subscribe to make sure that you get the episodes when they come out. Because unlike some shows, we are not too consistent. So it can't be like every Monday dropping you another one, another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, but you know, things been going crazy. Everybody knows as life happens, and of course, just because you listen to us doesn't mean you can't also listen to some other amazing podcast that I know that we've talked about before, and I think we'll probably mention some ones in here as well. Um, so, people doing good work. Uh, we want to just want to just give a shout out and thank you to all of our frontline workers, healthcare workers, delivery people, everybody holding it down through this pandemic for us as we go into lockdown after lockdown after lockdown. <laughs> if it weren't for, you know, some of these these people who are underappreciated, you know, grocery workers, farmers, um, we wouldn't have able, been able to survive this as long as we have. So shout out to them and their hard work. Wow. And that being said, that's a great segue <laughs> into this topic of today. Is it is is it a great segue into today's topic? Yes, because the whole thing is ask not what you what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country, you know. Uh, that is like the worst. For some of you who may not know, that was Khalif Knight's impersonation of former president John F. Kennedy Junior, who is only foreign because some of you may or may not know, he actually was assassinated. Uh, years ago. Oh, and it actually, this, the storyline comes up in Umbrella Academy. What was that? Season three? Two. Two. Wow. <laughs> but the whole On thing. On Netflix. <laughs> and the whole thing, what I'm saying is, you know, I actually, when I was coming up with this idea, mm-hmm. I did have a warning that I wanted to give to America. A warning to America. Yes. Be aware of what side of history you're on. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes your emotions and the mob mentality can get you so overwhelmed. Yeah. But just remember, what are you fighting for? 
It's like that Pat Benatar song, you know, that I just forgot what it was. I'll I'll bring I'll re- I'll remember it later. <laughs> I know some of y'all are like who is you, Pat you Benatar? Know, you know, I don't know. I I know what you're talking about because you played this song a lot, lot, lot. Because you re you saw you found the movie again and you watched it and then you played the song a lot and. I, I can't recall it, honey. You gotta have to think of it, cause don't worry. Uh, I'll, Khalif I'll is an '80s it. baby, like for real, y'all. Like he's all in, so it'll come to him. And when it comes, you just let us know. <laughs> but the reason why is because on January 6th, people marched onto the Capitol of the United States and began to terrorize the workers. And the people inside. Previously. They were at a rally. Where they heard the speech about. Stop the steal. And on. And for those that are unaware. On January 6th. It was time Congress to. Certify the election results. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is usually a really quiet thing. You know. No one really pays attention no to it. No one pays attention it, to it. It's always filmed though. If any of you are in the, in the U.S. Or maybe you've seen this. That we have a channel. We have C-SPAN. C-SPAN 1, 2, and 3. Which are constantly filming what's going on. in the government buildings. Because it's, it's basically it's transparency. And um, most people don't ever tune into this stuff. They don't even care. It's not a big deal. But what has been the normal boring you know trump has taken everything that should be just a daily incident and turns it into a huge to do and so that's why january 6th was the date set because they at at that point they had exhausted all of their legal remedies all the fights supreme court all the courts they had no other recourse basically except to force them to stop legitimizing the count when it came um, to doing so in Congress. So that was why they were focused on that date and why President Trump was focused on that date. And with President, former President Trump, it reminded me of a book I read by Orwell, 1984. And how these past four years, it felt more of like a dream that I was locked inside of a cult and I was trying to escape because I don't see how you could have felt like that. I mean, it's not like we were in the the midst of it. You know what I mean? Okay. So for those of our dedicated listeners a while back, we did a whole thing about the DNC and then we were talking about Trump running for president, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember the conversations I've had with friends, and they're like, hey, let's just see when he gets in office, what he does. That's exciting. And I was like, no, it's not exciting. Um, the dude doesn't seem like a really good guy. He doesn't really stand up for Republican ideals. Um, but he's running under Republican. I just, I don't see how this can be good, you know? Well, long mm-hmm. story short, and this is what we're going to get into, the type of leader that he started to get into, which will be next episode, I promise, <laughs> where he's getting the military to do military parades like we're in. Well, we're going to go through it's, it. Basically, what what happened, it all culminated over four years. We didn't it didn't seem at the beginning, it didn't seem like it. But that's the topic of, re, of this series we're going to talk about is not we're going to go point by point by how. American 
where where are you trying to go with this? Like, what what's the target? Well, I'll let first, you go ahead and say it say it clearly though, instead of just giving examples. Is what well, what are yeah. you going to prove? Well, today we just want I want to well let me go back to Orwell in 1984. Mm-hmm. Right. The famous quote from part one of this book was, "War is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength." For me, this is what described many of people I knew when we were getting to this conversation about Trump, the politics, and what was happening in America at this time. And I was trying to explain to them that this dude is trying to be a dictator. He's trying to figure it out. And now we need to learn what side of history we're going to be on. Are we going to be on the side where democracy dies or are we going to be on the side where we remove the cancerous material out of our government? And, you know, just basically saying that so much has been taken for granted. A lot of Americans have taken for granted the work that it takes to have a democracy. And and I think we talked about this before when we were like how to fix America. Um, so here in this, I guess we're going to be the warning on how, how to get rid of fascism <laughs> or better yet, you know. not how to get rid of it, how to recognize it. And when you're falling underneath the spell, mm-hmm. because I was listening to this podcast and I'm giving them a shout out. They don't need me cause they, they're doing their damn thing. Um, they're called behind the bastards, mm-hmm. but they did a mini series called behind the insurrection. And it caught my attention because on when we're where we are, where we are, it kept me up all night watching the stuff develop on the news outlets. And my heart was breaking because I was kind of like, wait, all these people doing this stuff over this dude. What? And you believe that there's a theft? The only theft that is happening is the one that you're participating in. I mean, they, but they really, really, really believe that they have been wrong and that they believe what they were doing was restoring democracy. And so we're going to see how this idea had been twisted. And that's what we're going to go through over the, this episode and the next few episodes about uh, the distortion of democracy in America or American democracy, as we say. And, and over the course of the time frame of these past four years, I heard many people discuss words that were thrown out that i i believe we just don't know what they are anymore what does it mean it's just it's kind of like we took a a word like i remember a comedian who uh, in korea who made a joke about making any word sound like a racial slur Mm -hmm. like he took the word chingu in korean means friend and they're like get away from me you chingu and i was dying because the context it just sounded bad you know, but knowing that the word meant friend, <laughs> I do believe that this is where the racial slur chink came in. Uh, I think that's where it came from. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because um, American military, they, they pick up words, but not clearly. And then, you know, some that's how we got some racial slurs. But that's besides the point. Let's go ahead. and get, well, I mean, this is a lot of stuff. we have to Well, get well, this is what I'm to, trying to explain. To, I'm setting it up. So okay. the words that I'm going we're going to cover today. It's a vocabulary lesson. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. English teacher coming out of me right we're, now. Khalif is a teacher. So let me teach today. We're, we're teachers, philosophers, theologians, um, 
basically your overall well-rounded educator. So we're going to get into the well, terms and make sure we understand the terms because we're going to be applying these terms. Um, so if we know what these words mm-hmm. mean, we can stop using them incorrectly. Like, right. He's a socialist. Right. Stop, stop like, hurling you know them like, like they're insults because it, they're not. So, but the biggest thing that you need to know is uh that, um, well, behind the insurrection, they kept bringing up fascist, fascist, uh, parties. Okay. Uh, but before I don't want people to tune out and think this is just like an American episode. We're going through this because the situation and these harms are worldwide. And just recently, I think last week, um, the little baby democracy in Myanmar fell again to military dictatorship. So this is something that is ongoing and we're just, what happened on January 6th in the US spurred on this thought, but we've been battling fascism and these these terrible ideals that destroy societies and the governments and the countries that, that they get in, in, instilled in. So we just wanna go through, and so this is for everybody, so you can recognize it in your country as well. And that's the reason why I did say behind, I really mentioned, I keep mentioning behind the insurrection podcast because it goes through the history of insurrections that have that were successful in different countries right it's like you know you had Mussolini in Italy Adolf Hitler in the Nazi party you had some people going on in France Spain it just it happened it happened everywhere so this this isn't America centric. It's just I'm an American talking right. about something. And we're that, talking about modern day fascism. We're just gonna prove through this that this is not something that is older in the past. Something we have to be vigilant about. Because those today who don't know history, because those who do not know history, but we're not gonna go through. To we're it. not gonna go through all the historical context. Though. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> go listen to this podcast. Okay, yeah, you plugged them enough. I okay. know. I'm just saying, listen to it because they're gonna give you a ton of information. Uh, and I'm talking about recent history. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first vocabulism, vocabulary word is <laughs> fascism. Fa- what is fascism? Fascism is a political ideology and mass movement that dominated many parts of Central, Southern, and Eastern Europe between 1919 and 1945, and that also had adherents in Western Europe, the United States, South Africa, Japan, Latin America, and the Middle East. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Europe's first fascist leader, Benito Mussolini, took the name of his party from the Latin word fascist, which referred to a bundle of elm or birch rods, usually containing an axe, Used as a symbol of penal, penal, sorry, I was like penile, Mm -mm. wrong penile, Mm. penal authority from, sorry, ancient Rome. Thank you. Although fascist parties and movements differed significantly from one another, they had many characteristics in common, including extreme militaristic nationalism, contempt for electoral democracy, and political and cultural liberalism. Okay, so that's the contempt for democracy and political and cultural liberalism. That's like together. Okay, continue. A belief in natural social hierarchy and a rule of elites and a desire to create a... I will try to say this. Volksgemschaft. <laughs> Volksgemschaft. Oh, sorry. It's probably like Volksgemschaft. <laughs> a people's community mm-hmm. in which individuals' interests would be subordinate to the good of the nation. At the end of World War II, the major European fascist parties were broken up. In some countries, such as Italy and West Germany... They were officially banned. Okay. So 
we're gonna come back to this because those is a very important definition. Um, the next definition is insurrection, which is a violent uprising against an authority or government. So you know, insubordinate. You know, you're you're fighting against your parents. You're rebelling and you want to overthrow. Or your parents like, yo, you grown? Get out of my house. Um, not even. But it's it's we want to make sure that we we differentiate this from a protest, um, because it it's not a protest no this is like you're mm -hmm. taking it by force mm -hmm. i I'm, i don't i no longer care i see you as an enemy and you are a hurdle that i need to overcome by any means necessary by any means necessary right sedition mm -hmm. so what is sedition sedition is a con is a conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch mm -hmm. remember that a, a conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch. Mm -hmm. The next word, which you throw around a lot, is socialist, which is a person that advocates or practice a political and economic theory of social organization, which advocates that the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. So this comes from the ideal of socialism, um, which is a political, social, and economic philosophy encompassing a range of economic and social systems characterized by social ownership of the means of production and democratic control of workers, self-management or of enterprise. It includes the political theories and movements associated with such systems. So basically a socialist is saying that collectively as a group as a country as a nation that we all we set the rules that everyone plays by if you pull out your monopoly game as a family to play you can play by the rules that come with the game but everybody knows each family has their own rules to their to their how they play monopoly game but in a society <laughs> you kind of like agree we're just if, if you're from different families and you're playing together just going to go by the rules that come from the box and that's basically socialism like we have all agreed that we're going to follow these rules and we're going to buy by these things and because we, we collectively own all of this together um we own these public spaces these public things like everyone has a opportunity to participate they don't have to but they can there's nothing blocking them because as society we determine that it is okay to include um everyone and usually socialism what spawned from this one of the biggest things was public education um every country in the world has this this is a socialist idea that we are going to give this to everybody regardless of your background you have this opportunity because as society we determine this is a value and we own this collectively um okay then now, now let's talk about i think how people confuse these two with the other term which is communist and communism Yes, and back and just put this in context. Before the word socialist was thrown around as a bad word, this was the other word, especially <laughs> during the Cold War. Mm -hmm. Get that commie, that communist out of here. Don't trust them. But this is what the word means. Mm -hmm. A communist is a person who supports or believes in the principles of a theory or a system of social organization in which all property is owned by the community and each person contributes and receives according to their ability and need. Mm -hmm. So communism is a philosophical, social, political, and economic ideology and movement whose ultimate goal is the establishment of a communist society, namely a social economic order structured 
upon the ideas of common ownership of the means of the production and the absence of social classes, money, and the state. <laughs> now, basically, and the government owns everything. Yeah, so there, there'll be no private ownership, no private business or corporation, supposedly. The government runs everything. You are assigned a position in this in this society based on your abilities and um, what they designate. So I do not believe there are any true communist nations still around today. As I say this today. Um, no, that is true. I mean, mm -hmm. there's no pure communist country there. They're all shades of a mixture of the other socioeconomic systems that we're going to um, get into. Usually it gets muddy with the next one. And I'll go ahead and talk about, and this is a, for some people, this is a dirty word. Some of our listeners, which is, is capitalism, which is an economic system based on the private ownership of the means of production and their operation for profit. Central characteristics of capitalism include capital accumulation, competitive markets, a price system, private property and the recognition of property rights, voluntary exchange and wage labor. And so a capitalist is the person who uses their wealth to invest in industry and trade for profit in the accordance of the principles of capitalism. So this will, a lot of the social systems are muddied a bit by capitalism because we do have individuals that are going to be business owners and create businesses. You know, it's, Hardly, even when you think about the biggest companies in the world, and I'll just go to Amazon, for example. Amazon was started by a small businessman. You know, when you think about this, and this is, this is the, the issue, and you can be as big or as small, um, and it kind of finds its way into anything. So you can never have a pure communist economy nowadays or a pure socialist uh, country anymore because we are always going to have individuals who will break away who those are their gifts to be business owners or to be property owners. You know, this is, it's something or to be investors, you know, like Warren Buffett. So we're always going to have that drive to want to build personal wealth. And that's just human nature. This human nature to want to advance yourself. And when you don't have that opportunity, we see that there is no innovation and without innovation, there is no progress. And without progress, eventually your social system will does fail. Your your government will fail. And um, so, yeah, <laughs> despite how evil capitalism can be, it actually does have it. It's, you know, it, it works. It has its merits. It, it works. <laughs> OK. Um, so, Anthony, why don't we talk about um, which is the U.S.? Because that question, the answer to that question isn't always quite clear. Well, definitely, because. Just to put this in in perspective, mm -hmm. many arguments or discussions I've had with friends that we would discuss things and they were like, oh, this is socialism. And when I would have to bring up what is, well, you know, do you like having two days off a schedule or blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. These are all socialist principles. I'm mm -hmm. like, but we, that's, that's not true. We're not that. And I'm like, well, our economy is, it's a mixture of, I mean, yes, we are a capitalist society, but we also have government control regulations mm -hmm. interference mm -hmm. these things are the mark of a socialist social blah, 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 blah. yeah socialist economy mm -hmm. so based on this um investment website i was looking at that broke what america economic system is mm -hmm. 
in this article written by Sean Ross in Investopedia.com states that the United States has a mixed economy. It works according to the economic systems that features characteristics of both capitalism and socialism. Mm Mm-hmm. A mixed economic system protects some private property and allows a level of economic freedom in the use of capital, but also allows for governments to intervene in economic activities in order to achieve social aims for the public good. Yes. So that can be as simple as taxing businesses. Or breaking up monopolies Mm -hmm. to create more jobs. Right. Requiring corporations to provide Uh, health insurance options for their employees to follow uh, employee labor laws and regulations, you know, to have equal opportunity and and not to, you know, be able to deny someone a job based on their race, ethnicity, religion, you know, gender. So these are all things where the government intercedes on behalf of the people to make sure that we, and that's socialism because our government does have to work for us to do some things. And if, if it didn't, if it, it would just be like the Wild fair. West and, you know, just everyone do whatever. <laughs> so, um, and so we kind of have this thing, I think, called the horseshoe theory. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing I wanted to say about that is the point is we always get we I, we keep hearing this also in politics oh mm. the far right the far left right oh, each mm-hmm. which one is bad which one is good right who which side are you going on which media is it is this that far right conservative media hell, is it even, far left liberal media hell even the president 45th donald trump got mixed up in his speech where he was like hey we gotta listen to the far left Oh, the far right. Oh, well, whatever it is. They keep throwing these things out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really throwing things out because it really doesn't mean anything when you break it down to it because the horseshoe theory kind of explains that, right? Yeah. It just states that in a political, in political science and a pop in popular discourse, the horseshoe theory asserts that the far left and the far right, rather than being at opposite and opposing ends of a linear political continuum, closely resemble one another. Analogous to the way that the opposite side of the horseshoes are very close together. The theory is attributed to the French philosopher and writer Jean-Pierre Fay. Proponents of the theory point to the number of similarities between the far left and the far right, including their supposed propensity to gravity, to authoritarianism, totalitarianism. However, the horseshoe theory has also received this criticism. Okay, so I think you didn't mean gravity, you meant gravitate. Oh, my bad, you know. <laughs> um, and it is true. We think I about, wanted to say gravitas. <laughs> if we think about the far left and the far right, they are usually going towards authoritarianism or totalitarianism. Um, it's an all or nothing kind of situation. Um, with the far left, is like we want everything to be free. We want free education, college, all the way through. We want free health care. We want guaranteed uh, salaries. We want all of these things. And the far right is like, you get nothing, everyone for yourself. Um, so I think that it is an all or nothing ideology, but that's why it's more like a horseshoe because they are very, very close together when you really break it down. And they're not very different from one another it becomes where the difference comes in the gradient on that horseshoe how closely how you how far away you get from the ends of the shoe 
where you're in the middle of the actual ring, many of those moderates are the people that those totalitarians they hate those people in the middle of the horseshoe. Yeah, because and and that's basically what they saw with they in in the the trumpeters that those people in the middle, especially those Republicans that are more in the middle, that they are basically traitors to the cause, that they that they are weak. And so it to be balanced in their mind is to be weak. So again, it's that whole all or nothing mentality. Um, and so but this works in favor of fascism and fascist ideology. And we do have a checklist. And this is the reason why we want we're gonna go through these points and you're gonna hear these points again in the next episode as well. All right, so now we're gonna set you up with the checklist for fascism, which our focus is fascism. Go ahead, let's start with the first letter A, which is a powerful and continu powerful and continuing nationalism. Okay, B disregard for human rights. Human rights can be ignored because of fear of enemies and the need for security. C. Identification of enemies as a unifying cause. People are rallied into a unifying patriotic frenzy over the need to eliminate a perceived common enemy. D. The supremacy of the military. Nobody builds a better military than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. I was so annoyed with that. Like, when did you build the military? Hmm. Uh, e, widespread sexism. <laughs> Let me define this. Like, it could either be a, a degradation of women, putting up, saying that they need to be, go back into the home, or trying to show, like, things where they, they're trying to control their sexuality, trying to control how they have babies, all of these things. I just needed to clear that up. Um, I think that kind of made a little bit because really it's more like um, you can see the government is male dominated. You can see an uprising of traditional gender roles and a suppression of uh, homosexuality and abortion and divorce. So a, a kind of a control over freedoms that go against the norm. And then you'll see more men and roles of authority in the government than um you know, it's not going to be more balanced. You're not going to see a lot of women. Then you have the control of mass media. Mm -hmm. Fake news. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then G, obsession with national security. We got to build a wall, people. Mm -hmm. The supernatural or basically the use of religion within the government to control others. Uh... Okay. Uh, uh, I, letter I, corporate power is protected. Labor power is suppressed. Sorry, that was J. Okay. Uh, K, disrespect for intellectuals and the arts. That L. makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like burn that library. Nobody needs to read. Right. Letter L, obsession with crime and punishment. Mm -hmm. M, rampant cronyism and corruption uh, explain what cronyism is just oh, for clarity well, you know um well you're a friend to me or you donated to my uh my campaign so i'll make sure that i give you a position in my government 
you know, because we're like friends. So like a little bit of a quid pro quo, if you will. I scratch <laughs> your back. <laughs> you scratch mine. Wink, wink. <laughs> and last but not least, which is the ultimate signal of a fascist, fraudulent elections. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, you know, and we can actually point this out. A good example is the elections. And I'll put that in quotes that happened in Russia. And just, just Putin just keeps winning. Or you the know? elections <laughs> that happened in North Korea. And oh my God, Kim Jong-un just keeps winning. But then no one actually runs against him uh, in North Korea. But in Russia, he did, they know better. he did have someone run against him. And he That's was... a whole nother episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, we think the elections are free and fair and they're just, it's just for a show. Um, So yeah, I think that, that covers the fascism check list <laughs> well you know i did have some questions but this has already gone quite long and we've given you guys so much information we want this to marinate for the next episode when we give you even more so on that note i i w- please everyone if you like what you hear please subscribe to the to the podcast share it with your friends on whatever social media that you're listening to please leave us a five rated review on whatever podcast thing network that you're using and don't forget to talk to us through twitter at K-E Crossfire or Facebook us at K-E Crossfire you can also send us an email because I actually read a lot and that is at friendlyfire at crusade.net and that's crusade with the K because in any way it's not as fun oh he just just took the words right out my mouth I see alright everybody so I am your girl Jamise and I am your boy Khalif next time saving you from a fascist government